This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. edition of Forever Bristol City podcast being recorded the morning after the tea time before where it finished at Ashton Gate in front of the Sky Cameras finished City 2, Borough 2 four points from the two games over Easter was probably in excess of most people's uh, expectations and it was a good game as well and I say that despite us throwing away a two goal lead joining me uh, to discuss the game and more as usual are uh, Ian and Mark morning chaps so we uh, Feeling uh, chipper this morning. Yeah, good as gold. Yeah, ten out of ten as usual. Fantastic. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. No, yeah. I mean, although we, although we, so, we, you know, we gave up a two-goal lead. I felt there, there are plenty of positives to come from the game, and, and I thought we'd be hard pressed to get a point over those two, for those two games of four. It was amazing. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, I mean, look, as we normally do, and I'll start with you, Mark, since uh, you've got the ball, so to speak, um, a brief summary of the game in 30 seconds from you. Yeah, a fantastic advert for, for championship football. Uh, end-to-end, plenty of goal mouth action. With City had 16 shots on target. And... Uh, they turned the ball over well in the first half and got the uh, and and got passing between the three behind behind Wells, and and, and got a goal on half time. Although we should have been at least two 0 up by then, uh, as we'd had plenty of chances in the first ten minutes. Scored another great goal just after uh, half time, but we we've tried to defend but too deep. We had plenty of players behind the ball for Burroughs' two goals, both poorly defended. But uh, where we would have buckled previously, we competed well and almost won it at the death. Although Borough could have as well, could have as well. So they uh, did. a fair, res- they a did. fair result against no, fair result. Uh, a, a good team with plenty with, with with four lone players who uh, had had quality. You know, were, were high quality. Yeah, no, I think maybe they were the difference between the sides. Although one might have said that had they uh, had they won, and you use the term we didn't buckle. I mean, Ian, what 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 were your thoughts uh, on the game? I mean, they came into this on the back of two defeats, uh, Borough, so uh, they needed something. But a uh, quick summary of the game from your perspective. From from my point of view, let's start with the positives. You had Bell's first hope league goal, Ornick's first goal and assist for the club. We got a point. Four points over the Easter is a bonus because I didn't I didn't think we'd ever get any more than two. If we were lucky, we were the better team in the first half when Borough didn't even have a shot on target. Good to see Naismith, Conway and Omar Taylor-Clark all fit. Uh, allegedly, Callas and Scott may be fit to, to uh, at least be on the bench at Watford. Uh, we're effectively, the best thing, we're effectively 13 points clear of relegation with only 15 points to play for. Yeah. Um, and we had seven shots on target, which is about twice as many as we normally do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll stick with you in the starting lineup. It, it, it does pick itself uh, to some extent at, at the moment. Um, 
I think King, King uh, started the game, didn't he? Yes, um, and he hadn't yeah. done previously. But I commented to you before the game, maybe we shouldn't read anything into it, but Kane Wilson didn't even meet make the bench this week. So, was, you know, was that a surprise to you when you saw that lineup name? I was surprised he wasn't on the bench when you've had three players on the bench who've uh, never kicked a ball for Bristol City's first team. So you have Leeson, Wood and Walls Richards. Now, OK, Walls Richards, totally understand that one. But with Wilson, anything like fit, he should be able to force a place on that bench. Now, come back all I said, if, if he had the flu or anything like that, or um, he's got a strain, it may be that there's a under-21s game this week and Pearson, Pearson wants him to do 90 minutes in that. So um, we'll, we'll, have, but we'll have to see what comes out in the wash on that one. But his first season at the club's gone really badly for the boy and I feel sorry for him. Yeah, no, it has. Mark, the City lineup picks itself, but I mean, their team, they, they, they got some uh, decent players in there, haven't they? And you, you talked about the loan players that they had I think three of them three of them started uh, for them and you know they've played that loan market quite effectively uh, as evidenced by their position up there because are they still benefiting from um, uh, parachute payments Borough or not I think it's spread over four years I think are they in their third year of, uh, right. of parachute payments I, mm. I think because they only spent they only were up for a year weren't they Mm. Well, if you're only up for a year, you only get two years' money. Oh, right. So um, maybe not. Maybe not in that in that case. But I mean, they brought in uh, a quality player in uh, in in Aaron Ramsey, who's Jacob Ramsey's uh, younger brother uh, from Aston Villa. Ryan Giles, uh, the uh, the left left back, left wing back. Uh, they brought him in from Wolves. Uh, Zach Stefan, of course, on loan from Manchester City. Uh, and Cameron Archer, another Villa player who had previously been on loan at Preston last year, uh, I think from January 2022. And I think he played against City in that 2-2 draw up there. He came, he came on later. So they had quality players. Um, Akpom did get a lot of, you know, many chances, although he featured well in the end, powerful runner as well as, you know, a, a player who scored over 20 goals uh, this season. But the difference really for me was uh, was Aaron Ramsey, uh, you know, quality player, always always had time on the ball, uh, always, you know, available for, for a pass. And, and uh, yeah, you, you get, you know, you've, you've obviously paid out good money, but they get, you know, you get quality players. Mm. That was the mm. difference, really. Yeah. And they were better in their execution uh, with the fewer chances they had on goal, I think you could probably say, especially when we defended deeply. And, and defending deeply, we we gave a ball away, but uh, you'll probably come on to that. That was a disappointing thing. Yeah, well, we come on to that, into the action. I mean, Ian, uh, just... Talking about their lineup there, am I right in thinking that their keeper Zach Stefan, he was somebody. He's an American, and wasn't he somebody when we were in the height of our spend, spend, spend spree three or four years? Well, four years ago now, five years ago even. That the answer to your question is the answer to your question. Yes, we were linked with him. So he's and and he was called into early action. Let's talk about the early action because for us, the early action when. Uh, Vyman uh, put a shot. I mean, was that a good save or should Vyman have uh, pushed it wide of the keeper because it was straight at him, according to the uh, the he, Sky reports? He I, did well to get his shot away, didn't he? Last season, Vyman scores that. Um, and yes, he should have scored. I mean, it hit Stefan's leg, I think, or his, mm. or his hand. But the, from the position he was in, Andy Vyman, the last season, puts that in the roof of the net or certainly beats the keeper with it. But he's he's another one that's running around a lot, but out of form, doing what Chris Honor calls his out of control speedboat thing. Um, mm. But I was glad to see at least yesterday Pearson put him at ten and put Cornick at seven um, in that formation. I think that made a difference to both players in terms of how effective they were. Yeah, yeah, and they had a chance early on as well, Ian, didn't they? Akpom, it looked easier to score when that ball came in from the left. As I say it was a game. It was played at pace from for all of the 90 minutes, really, wasn't it? But that chance, he should have buried that, shouldn't he? They're, is he their top scorer, Akpom? I think he must be. Oh, yeah, I think he's got 26, 27 goals this season. But the thing is, the, the there was a, a, a lot of trouble with the wind down there yesterday. Now, whether mm. the wind caught it at the last minute or something like that, 
you would think that 90 times out of 100, he, he headed that straight in the back of the net. But he And he headed it well wide. Um, so, yeah, that was a let-off, no doubt about it. But in fairness, I thought we had the better chances in the first half. And as I said yeah. earlier on, Borough didn't have an effort on target. And when you think it, the players they brought in on loan are costing them a lot of money in wages. Um, but they are good players. And those players have, have made... A, I mean, if you look at the turnaround under Michael Carrick, people talk about, oh, well, should you change your manager or shouldn't you? And it's, it's easy to point out clubs like Blackpool and Wigan that have changed their manager three times and it's all got, and it's, it's still all gone pear-shaped. It's not whether you change your manager or whether you don't. It's who you change your manager for. Yeah. And... Yeah. And if you, if there's been, there's now, if you include interims, there's now been 29 changes in the championship this year. Mm. And some clubs, like I say, Blackpool are another one, I think. Uh, Blackpool have done three. I think Wigan have done three. QPR are on their third. Mm. So it, it's a, it's a ridiculous situation. And, and the Premier League is almost as bad when you consider there's less clubs in it. So we've now got another manager in, Dean Smith at Leicester, along with John Terry and Craig Shakespeare. So to the end of the season, that is as well. Is is it is it just to the end of the season? It is, but back to back to us. I mean, I thought we were the better team in the first half. And when you look at where Borough are in the league now, um, that that is an achievement. And Pearson was quite right when he said after the game, when you look at the, the games that we should have won. And could we have picked up nine more points this season? Absolutely, we could have picked up nine more points this season. And that's well, the- it's very easy because if you look at the period, like after after the break, when we start that, we had that steamroller start, yeah, where we were running away with it, and then you had sadly the Queen's passing, and we sort of lost momentum there. But if you pick in, say, four more points in that run, just four, and three more points from the run we had after the Man City game where it all went, you know, that's seven more points. We'd be sat there and we'd be going into the last four games of the season with a very good chance of the uh, playoffs. Mark, let me let me come to you. Ian made the point about changing managers and, you know, it does work. And this year we had Carrick. Last year we had Steve Cooper pretty much doing the same at Nottingham Forest and their fans, yeah, they could well come down, but at least they've had one season of, if I may use the term, joy in the Premier League. I mean, you know, it it it, it fails to work more often than does work. Uh, Mark, would you agree on balance? Yeah, I mean, and Borough were taking what face value looked like a huge risk with somebody who've got no managerial experience, and uh, assisting him is Jonathan Woodgate who had put a poor time at Middlesbrough yeah. about three seasons ago yeah. and he was faced with the same thing although he he was given he, he, he went down to Bournemouth and he ended up being uh, interim manager when their manager was, was sacked uh, so when Scott Parker got the push so yeah, it's funny how things work out. I mean, they backed him in January, but Chris Wilder, you think that he would have been a safe pair of hands when he took over there, um, would have given would have started the season well, but they started the season terribly and they were in the they were in the bottom three and four for the first mm. few games. Yeah. So he's done a miraculous job there and but for their slow start, they would probably be in the top two. Of course, you got a season yeah. with but Burnley have been absolutely uh, unbelievable. Um, Vincent Company's early in his managerial career, and recently on Sky, he said that when he got the job, the chairman said, "I've got a three-year plan for you to get in the Premier League." So they've done it the first season. Sheffield United still got parachute payments, but I mean they're still playing with Billy Sharp's feature in a lot of games. Yeah, no, and right. uh, you know, in, in his in his mid to late thirties, so they've done well. And, uh, you know, Middlesbrough are playing probably for third yeah. or fourth and, and Luton are punching well above their weight. But, you know, well-run well club, run a little bit more sustainably, lower wages. Um, but you're probably... Right up there. Right up you're right there. Up there. You've, got, you've, you've probably got, you've got to get a team up in two seasons, really. I think they'll if they don't get do it this season, they'll probably have problems. But they still manage to, to, like I said, to amaze people and they will get in the playoffs again. Uh, which Definitely. for a team, you know, playing there with tiny crowds 
Well, half the crowds. Uh, low that we wages. Get. Half, half the well, crowds. Well, less than we half the crowds that yeah. we get, and and they're going to finish. For, they're going to finish third or fourth. And Millwall, That's and Millwall too. And they yeah. changed their manager as well, didn't they? Yes, and, they did. But and got a manager who, who'd fa- who'd failed uh, Rob Edwards at, at Watford. Although the, the the definition of failure at Watford is uh, you know losing. If you if you, if you <laughs> lose a game on the games. well, if you yeah. lose a game on the training ground, I think you you get the sack the next day. So yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah, um, Ian, come to you. Let's talk about both of the goals because they're scored within, okay, there was a half time in between, but all, all four goals came within a 19 minute spell either side of half time. But uh, your view of our two goals Ian, and and Cornick uh, and, uh, uh, in particular, because he had a, well, he made one a score one. Just take us through it as you saw them. Well, I think uh, you know the first goal was a bit of a bit of a mess. To be perfectly honest, Cornick went for it in the air, didn't really edit well. It hit Wells. He got the ball. Uh, he he got a toe end, stumbled to Vyman. Vyman, I don't know if that was a de- deliberate touch or not. Back to uh, put it in Cornick's path. Cornick, nice pass out to Sam Bell, who tucked in. Lovely right foot finish from probably one of the two best finishers. It, it Well, I'd say we've probably got three good finishers at that club now, and I think they're all better finishers than Antoine Semenyo. So uh, so that might start a debate. Um, and that's Naki Wells, Tommy Conway, and, and Belly. And Belly is a, a natural goal scorer, a natural finisher. And he stuck that away, as they say, only in football, with a plomb. Yeah. Uh, and was that his first goal? At Ashton Gate, wasn't it? Yes, no, is that right? he's, no, he scored in the League Cup. Uh, sorry, in the FA, FA. Cup. Mm. But against, I think he got, did he get two against West Brom? Um, but uh, we, um, and that was his first league goal at Ashton Gate. Uh, apparently, when his dad played his last game for Bristol City, Sam Bell was two. <laughs> and we, we remember Mickey. And, and, and it's strange, his dad had a of a left foot and, and Sam's predominantly right-footed. Yeah. Um, and then second goal, Ian, talk us through, talk us through that because Sam was involved in that as well. Um, ball was ball was uh, played out to him, um, and once again tucking in on his right foot, he put a nice, a very accurate uh, shot towards the bottom corner. Stefan got a hand to it, but Naki Wells uh, had pushed up onto the ball and unselfishly squared the ball across to Cornick, who was onside who yeah. just couldn't miss from that range. I mean, I don't think you'd have missed from that range, Dave. So we're 2-0 <laughs> we're, we're up and we're all getting excited, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Mark, the two goals from your perspective, I mean, Cornick's had his critics, you know, and unjustifiably. I mean, I was saying to Ian beforehand, do you remember uh, we had a player we signed from Scunny who was meant to be one of their best players about Martin 12 Walford. years ago, Martin Walford, and he was, yeah. and then, and then the start. Do you remember of, the song? Do you remember the I song? I the start of the 2012. <laughs> I was singing this to Ian before before uh, you came on. The start of the 2012 season. I think we beat Cardiff and Crystal Palace, two home games, back to back, and he, I think yeah. he scored a brace in each of them. And the chant was, "There's only one Martin Walford, one Martin Walford." He used to be shite, and now he's all right. Walking in a Walford won the land. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. that? And you know, and again, Ian and I were talking beforehand. Corning had the danger, and okay, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Corning had the danger of being those sort of characters that you remember Steve Jones who played for us. You know these strikers that Steve Jones with the tan, and yeah, then another where did you get one, that tan. Where did you get that tan? And then another one, you know, with a somewhat flamboyant hairstyle. Do you remember Scott McGarvey back in the late eighties? Who Joe Jordan? He was a surprise. Ian said to me earlier, a surprising signing for Joe Jordan. Yeah, but anyway, back to back to. Uh, well, I'll get back to the goals in a minute. Interestingly, Wolford, 55 appearances for City, four goals. Not a great player. What One thing Ian didn't know, uh, Mark, and I don't think you'll know this, Scott McGarvey, only 33 games for City in 88-89. And unless Wikipedia is wrong, how many goals do you think he got during that period? 33 Ten. games. 10? 13. I thought that was bloody good. Anyway, back to Cornick. That was his best game Undeniably, in a city shirt on every level, wasn't it? Don't you think? Yeah, he, he was. He was a nuisance, um, and and I've, I've, we we that that three behind Wells really uh, pressed on. I mean, he he won a, he, he I mean, he, he pressed in, in uh, to get that that chance for Vyman. 
Um, and I think Vyman was unlucky. I think the keeper, in, in, in Vyman's defence, Stefan came right off his line. Uh, yeah. Sue was about five yards off his line when he saved it. So uh, he made, he narrowed the angle right down. But yeah, the, the, the goal, the first goal, he wins a couple of headers uh, Harry Cornick, and then he's, he looks like he's completely off balance because his body weight's all forward, but he's he's still got control of the ball, pushing it through. I don't. I think Feynman will probably tell you it's a deliberate black flick. There's Cornick <laughs> on the end of it, and he just lays it across for uh, Sam Bell on a plate. But the finish is fantastic. He hits it. He hits it so truly. He just zips zips under Stefan one yeah. nil. The second one. Uh, Naki Wells <coughs> in the in the middle of the pitch. Uh, I think Andy Vyman plays a, a, like a, a, a bit of a reacher, really, forward for Cornick. He puts pressure on the defender who loses it, passes it out to Sam, Sam Bell. Uh, he's got defenders in front of him, but he forces Stefan to uh, save to his right, pushes the ball out, and because Wells hit, passes the ball backwards, Cornick's not off uh, offside when he lashes the ball in from from two two centimetres. Yeah, it was right on the line, wasn't it? So here we go. We're coasting 2-0. Everybody's happy. I'm certainly happy and enjoying it. As I say, it was a great game of football to watch. But Ian, uh, I think you did some statistics or maybe it was... Tom, who's in the I'm, office. I'm with me. really sorry, but I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go. But I wish you all uh, a good rest all of the right. podcast. Okay, good good to have you on, Mark. Thank um, you. Top, top um, sorry, coming to you, Ian. Apparently, Borough have scored seventy percent of their goals in the second half, and they came out uh, very determined. They were swarming all over us. But take us through both of their goals, which came within a six minute spell that they were could have been better defended i think you said to me before we went live tell, tell me about oh, the goals yeah. as you saw them yeah so from a from a defensive aspect both goals were a bit of a disaster uh bell didn't get back tight enough to stop the fullback uh smith's right wing cross and ramsey who wasn't tracked by cornick or vyman uh headed powerfully home into the bottom right hand corner uh so that was a, a poor goal the second one was even worse uh, Pring tried to flick the ball up in the air with his toe because he had a player in front of him and he couldn't see a way of getting it out. Now, he, I think he had Matty James to his right, who he could have passed the ball three yards to, and he could have cleared it uh, into Rosehead. Uh, in the, it, that was the centre edge of the penalty area. The ball was run back at City by Ramsey. We didn't get in front of or get round, and he passed it to the unmarked Crooks, who was onside about eight yards out. Uh, uh, and he slid the ball past O'Leary. Now, if Cam Pring had have stepped up two feet, Crooks would have been offside. Mm. So they they were two two poor goals. I mean, fair fair play. I'm, I'm the first bloke in the ground. If if someone zings one in the, in the top corner from 35 yards, I, I, I'm the first one in the ground. Say, well, there's not a lot you can do about that, and applaud it. Um, but uh, though those those were two poor goals. And at that point, I thought, oh, but here we go. But in, in fairness, Pearson made some changes and they gave us the legs to almost get, go back in and win it. And we we should have won it um, with the Zach Viner opportunity at the end. I mean, after he got that good goal at Stoke, it was a case of after the Lord Mayor's show. Although the cross was slightly deflected and that might be an excuse. But he, it was a little bit like the one... You know, the one that Kanate tried to put in against Arsenal for Liverpool, where right. he didn't to edit, chest it, kick it, and he finished up just touching it onto the top of the crossbar from James. I've not I've not seen it back. So and it went off his thigh, didn't it, or something. He just Yeah, couldn't... I'm 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 back, sorry. I've I've got I've got a call from my boss, so I've, I've I answered that. I think he was dis- <laughs> slightly distracted by uh, by Cam Pring. Yeah, he was in front of the defender. And it just hits his thigh. He, if he's over the ball, if if, he, if he's able to lean forward, the ball goes under the bar. But it hits it hits him, and I think he may be slightly distracted by Cam Pring's attempt to get on the end of it beside him with a borough with a borough defender. And it was it was just one of those things, you know. If, if he gets it, he's a hero. But uh, but he yeah, didn't. It just, but he didn't. It just yeah, the, the ball hit the ball hits the man rather than it's a great yeah. free kick. It beats everybody with the pace yeah. of it. I love to see more of those. I mean, something like Rob Atkinson 
would, would put those in all day like he did against Preston. You know, he, he dives in to get the ball, but yeah, Viner, a little bit yeah. unlucky there. Shame. Saying that, uh, um, Ian, um, they had the chance. I mean, Max has had his critics in recent weeks. I thought his distribution was a bit better yesterday, and that was a smart save from uh, him, save with his legs, which he saved from McGree late on, wasn't it? Yeah, and what about the goal that was uh, ruled out for offside? I mean, it was a cracking strike from uh, a very acute angle, but uh, talk about that Max save and uh, was it offside? Have you seen it back? You you were watching yeah. it on TV or seen it on TV. I haven't analysed it yet, but uh, take us through those two incidents. The goal was off. Uh, the goal they scored was offside by about a yard or even right. two. And um, yeah, o- O'Leary, good save with his feet from McGree. Fresh legs at the end of the game, got through on the left-hand side, which, I mean, Jay De Silva had a, another really strong game uh, yesterday. Uh, but he, it, nobody, it's a little bit like the run for Ramsey for the second goal. Nobody got in front of him uh, and, and, and tackled him. They were all trying to put a foot in from the side. And McGree got through and his shot was well kept out by O'Leary. But if you look at, I think Man City finished up paying about five or six million quid for Zach Stefan. I don't mm. think I don't know if I'd stop uh, if I'd swap him for Max. No, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know who who <clears throat> you know what what makes a good goalkeeper. You know who 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 are we going to get if somebody goes out and brings a replacement in for Max? You know if it was Stefan Bajic who's out on loan at the moment. You know he's done nothing. You know, you have to see a keeper for about half a season to judge whether he's any good, really, don't you? Ian? Well, you have to see them home in a way, and I, I, I would, I'm reasonably happy uh, with with Max as a keeper. We'll have to take a look at Stefan Badgett, who's who's young for a goalkeeper. He's only about 21, coming up to 22. Yeah. Harvey Wells, Richards, we haven't seen. We might, you know, Pearson might deign to give him a game uh, towards the end of the season, but I don't know. Uh, that's not really his style, um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it, one one thing I I I did look at. I was looking at. I watched all those championship games yesterday, and one thing that struck me is all the sides are quite good going forward, but none of them could really defend. And I mean, including Middlesbrough in that, because I thought their defence wasn't any better than ours. No, um, and and then you so you look at the championship and you look at what separates the top teams from the bottom teams. And if I told you the three teams that have conceded the least goals are Burnley, Luton and Sheffield United. I think that tells you everything you need to know. And they haven't conceded. Well, in fairness, Burnley have conceded uh, 20 less than us, but I mean, Luton have conceded 14 less. Sheffield United, 15 less. Mm. And and then you go into the Millwall, who've conceded nine less. And and in fairness, it, then you go into goals scored. And once again, up at the top, Burnley, Middlesbrough, Sheffield United. So that, But that defensive thing is the thing that separates the top teams from the mediocre ones. Well, like Ian, us. just taking a point there. If you halve, just just take if you just take Luton, you said what they've conceded eleven less than us. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough, uh, sorry, Luton, Luton. Have conceded forty-one. Right. So nine, nine less. Nine less. So if you take half of that in terms sorry, of points. Sorry, Dave. No, sorry. That's the number of games I was looking at there, idiot. Uh, Thirty-six goals. Conceded in forty-one games, so the same number of games, and they've conceded fourteen less goals. Fourteen less than us. So if you took half that number and transmitted that through the points again, as you said earlier, you know the difference between sort of playoffs and not seven on top of what we got now. Yeah, we'd be in the playoffs. Yes, and that's and that just shows what 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 the fine margins uh, what the fine margins yeah, are. Luke, I mean, Luton have only scored fifty-one goals, but they like like Ian said, they conceded fourteen goals less than us. We have made some progress. Uh, I mean, if we scored goal. last 50, isn't it? We scored 50. 50 against 50. I mean, if you look at the promotion, the, the, the playoff season, I think we scored 53 and conceded 53 or 52. Um, you know, but we, so, I mean, that was exceptional, exceptionally low scoring, but we, 
um, uh, you know, uh, in two in two thousand in two thousand and eight. But we made some progress in defence because we conceded seventy seven goals over forty six games last season, and to date we've conceded twenty seven fewer. We'd hope that we'd that we'd you know not concede any more than say yeah. another seven, and we'd be twenty <clears throat> be twenty in in credit. So yeah. that's that's better, I think. Since and since. Christmas, we've gone eight games undefeated at Ashton Gate, although we've only won eight of 21 games. That's got to improve. We need to win, um, you know, at least 12, at least a week, yeah. 13, 14 games at home. Yeah. And we've only we've won five away. But since Christmas, we have been a lot better. There is some progress being made. And in we might have got a, vision, a look at the post-Alex Scott era. He's been missing for a few games now, and we got we got five points from the last three games. So that's a plus as well. Definitely. No, definitely. Let's look at individual departments of the team, uh, Ian. And, you know, it was interesting. Gary Hours afterwards talked about activity in the transfer market. We've got to go out and get players that are better than what we've got. Yeah. In my view, you know, we don't want stocking fillers or something like that. Um, if you look at that back four yesterday, Ian, a Tanner. Viner, Pring and Jada Silva. Now, Jay's been getting a lot of plaudits for his performances recently. Yeah, Can you see us keeping Jada Silva or do you think not? I think not, because, and it's, but it's a financial thing. I'd rather have Jay than a lad, with all respect, from League Two, um, who might give us a little bit more going forward. But when I always come back to Kane Wilson with League Two Player of the Season, not Forest Green, I mean the league. And he's had a terrible time. Yeah. So I'd rather hang on to Jay, but that'll be a financial one. If he can get what he's earning at City, at Com- City now, at Coventry, he's not going to be offered anything like that in terms of a new contract. So, right. I no, I don't think so. When you say we sign better players, um, I and I want to... Talk to Tinian when we see him. About this is at Senior Reds next week. Yeah, I I can't see how we're gonna if we do three out and four in, which is what he said. If Scott goes, uh, how we're gonna how our squad's gonna be any stronger? In fact, it's virtually impossible for it to be stronger unless you're telling me that from League Two and League One, we're gonna get a better midfielder than Scott and a better centre half. Uh, in Thomas. I mean, and I'm talking about fully fit. It's never good people. Yeah, saying, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never good people saying, "Oh, well, you know, he's injured." Well, all right, yeah. I mean, I, I'm better than him defending when he's got a broken leg. But I'm talking about if Callas is fit and firing. So I can't see how you improve the squad. Now we need. I've said in the past we need at least six players in. Right. Let's just let's just focus on defense. Sorry, and you know, I was trying to sort of focus on can I pitch defensive. In on defense? I'm, so, what was that, Mark? Yeah, I mean, can I give my opinion? Well, on yeah, I, just, I was going to come on. To, I was going to ask you the same question. Let's just deal with the defensive lineup. So, if we take first weekend of August in this this coming August, right? Tanner is growing into that right back berth, and you could argue you've got. Underneath him, Kane Wilson. Yeah. Viner is one of our most improved players. If Jay goes, Pring goes to left back, you could say Atkinson's there, but you talk about player numbers. We need, we would need definitely another centre half to play in the middle. And if Jay goes, have we got any decent cover at left back? So come to you on that, Mark. First of all, you know, do you think Tanner and Viner, by their performances, they're going to be starting the first week of August later this year? Yeah, Viner's are um, mine and quite a few people's player of the season. I hope been outstanding for us. Right centre back player who looked like he'd gone at the end of last season. So uh, yeah, he's a shoe in for me. Tanner's improving uh, week by week at right back and does offer a threat going forward. Good, good passer of the ball. Uh, his, uh, his two passes against Stoke were exceptional. 
uh, you know, one for Naki Wells beat, beat two beat two defenders with that pass, and then the one that Naki Wells missed, the one for Vyman where he was slightly offside. He offers a threat. I think the Silver's play, probably playing for his next contract at another club. I think his card's been marked. So we'll move Campring there, and then we need another left back as cover. We're not going to have Atkinson until at least October, I think, because he's done his ACL. So the right. only cover we got is uh, is Dun- probably Duncan Ida- Duncan Idan. Um, and the other problem we got, of course, is we got we lost three centre backs. You know, if you if you count Tim Closer, and the fact that Nathan Baker had to retire as well because he yeah. was he was still he was still being paid. Well, Closer so, Baker, yeah. Closer Baker, and uh, and and uh, Callas. You know, oh, and Callas, yeah, I think Callas is gone. Yeah, I think he. I'm not sure if he'd be made an offer. Uh, if I think he'd have his, he might have been. He, he, he'll be made an offer uh, based on heavily reduced wages, at least half of what he's on at the moment. But he get a better deal. Is he on in the twenties or about eighteen yeah. grand? I but his, I think his his fit his fitness is against him when he came in, and against Man City, he was absolutely outstanding. But then he gets uh, injured against Cardiff, mm. and his season's almost over. He's only going to yeah. play a handful of games. Yeah. It's really sad. But I think, like Ian said, the problem is we we we're, we could bring in promising replacements on paper. Um, I mean, yeah. if you buy from League One and League Two, people are going to say, "Oh, right. I'm well, not let me sure ask you." Him. Let me ask you. But what about the foreign market? Are we going to recruit from abroad? Well, we have we got a network over there, Ian? Yeah, Ian. If we and you say we need to have two players for every position plus six to cover injuries, but just Ignore the plus six, although it's folly to ignore it. If we say Pring has got the left back, if we're going to play a four, somebody's put on the text feed here, I wonder how much our points per game has increased since we switched to a back four. But if Pring is first choice on the left side, wide left side at the back, then that lad Curry from Wimbledon, he plays on that side as well, doesn't he? Yes, so... He'd be somebody where you'd say a fit praying is better than a League One understudy that that Curry would be. Is that correct, Ian? Would you agree with me on that well, one? He's, he's he's a League Two, a League Two. All right, but he's his position is on that left back on that left side. Yeah, so he's a left back. I mean, he, we need, in my opinion, at least two centre backs. Uh, we need two central midfield players. Yeah. One of the big problem that we've got with the current squad is that we're only going to get 30 games a season each maximum mm. out of Naismith, James, Williams, or King. That's if King keeps playing and doesn't retire, because there's some talk yeah. he's going to retire. So you need somebody else to fill in for 20 games a season. Or in a bed in a in a or if you go glass half full. You need a better player than them that is is either going to play all the games or it is they're going to play 20, 30 games a season each. Yeah. The other problem is they've tended all to get injured at the same time. Now that could just is just rotten bad luck. Now if you look at Naismith when he came on yesterday, he looked like a bloke that hadn't played football for three months. Oh, his passes, his first two probing oh. passes were awful. All Absolutely his- awful. All his passes were awful. Everything he did make a couple of good uh, defensive tackles, uh, and he did uh, head one ball away uh, at corner, so that's handy. But he obviously, Pearson said before the game, if he plays, it'll be thirty minutes, and that's your lot. He he needs. I don't really know if he'll be up to speed by the end of the season, to be honest. So, like I say, we need because of Atkinson's injury. And if Callas goes, we need two centre backs, a lefty and a righty. Uh, it, it'd be handy if we brought. If somebody said on here, it'd be handy if we brought uh, another lefty in on loan. That is unless Pearson thinks Joe Lowe, uh, Duncan Iden, or Callum Wood are ready to come in and can play first team football. And then there's that Aurora, isn't there, coming up through the ranks? Well? Yeah, he, I don't think he's he's 17, 18 years old. So whether, I mean, when I saw him, he looks a real good player. And, and I think he put me in mind of Lloyd Kelly. Who but, broke through into the side at about that age, didn't he? Yeah. So once again, you've got to leave that to the judgment of Pearson and the coaches because they see him play week and they know their characters and all the rest of it. So, um, 
but no, I, I think those are the six players we need. And then that gives us, yeah, I, I think we, as well as those, um, there's the left back, the two central midfield players, the two centre halves. We need a nine. We still haven't got a proper nine. Um, so, and I, I know some people say, well, Tommy can play there and Naki can play there. Yeah, they can. And I'd also like to see uh, Nigel Pearson work out a formation where we can go back to having two strikers because when we do that, we tend to score more goals, particularly when Naismith's in the side. But Ian, Ian, saying that, sorry to interrupt, saying that, you say, well, we got two strikers. If you look at what started yesterday, Vyman, Wells, Cornick and Bell, we, we effectively yesterday, we were playing a 4 2 4. We're playing a 4 2 4. I, well, I, I think Cornick was working back. I mean, he didn't get it right all the time, but he was working back to stop right. stop Giles getting. But look, next season, I mean, look, I think Vyman's a weak link there, and you could say, well, Sykes could come in on there. But look, yeah. next season, if you sort of said, well, um, Mametti didn't play, but you got if you have a strike next season, we've got a surfeit of strikers here. I totally understand what you're saying about a number nine, but if you've got Vyman, Vels, Cornick, Bell and Conway, and Mimetti, right? That's a lot of strikers. I think with the money that we get for Scott, I think we need, it's, you know, because Matty James isn't going to, Matty James has been great this season. King King and Naismith are, I think they become squabbler. I think it's two bloody good midfielders. And if they're going to be that good, I wonder whether they'll challenge what the wage structure is because that was mooted last week. I seem to recall reading in Bristol Live that somebody said, "Well, Pearson's got money to spend, but you might have a problem with wages." Yeah, because well, they, won't, they won't break the wage structure. I'll tell you that. No. Now. So I wonder, and again, either of you, I don't know if you can think of any players. Are there any players that are coming out of contract, right? That we can pick them up off of other clubs. Like somebody could well pick up Callas could be playing against us next season. Yeah. And as I say, I, I'm not an advocate of keeping him, but we should surely be, you know, on, you know, a, say an attractive proposition. Why can't we pick up that player that has come out of contract that we can give him a signing on fee and retain, you know, still retain, retain the wage structure, can't we? Well, you can, but the, the, the thing you've got to remember is that um, everybody else is after those players as well. Yeah. All right. so it, it does. If you're a professional footballer, um, yes, we've got a, a, a nice training ground. We've got a nice stadium. But other clubs have got a nice training ground and a nice yeah. stadium as well. So we we just need to be uh, – I mean, they will be targeting out-of-contract players, and they've already said guys from League One and League Two have played 200 games. That was the, the, the change. Yeah, of the no, that's absolutely right. So you're talking – if a lad's played 200 games, you know, you're talking he might be 24 to 25 rather than 20, 21. Yeah. And that might, that might be, the, be the difference. But I still come back to my point about quality. You, you, so, for example, let's say Borough go up. You might be able to go up there and loan Barlazer, who they bought from Rotherham often for a season. Yeah. yeah. So... Like but then we know the manager. We know the manager doesn't like uh, loans. Look, I, I say, guys, I'm a bit tight for time this morning. We can talk about this after the Watford game. I mean, Ian and Mark, just finish with you quickly. Any, any, you know, do do you think if we were going to strengthen, if we we're going to get, if, if you had a choice, two midfield players or two defenders, we probably need both. Yeah, but what what is the number one priority? For you, is it getting a, a, a I'll call it a marquee signing in midfield that not Barry Bannon because he, he's going to get promoted with Sheffield Wednesday, but we almost want that player that is a playmaker, um, or maybe that's what we thought when we got Naismith, yeah. But what, what's the priority for you, Mark? Well, we're going to have to replace uh, Alex Scott. And you're going to need cover. I mean, I, I think Andy King, you know, you might see him retire at the end of the season. Um, it, I mean, his legs went uh, bef- uh, at the end of yesterday's game. So you need a, another defensive midfield player. I don't think you can, unless he unless he, he, he's able to get over his injury issues. I mean, we, we lacked, you know, a Joe Williams uh, to, to, you know, to, to, to really 
turned the ball over when we surrendered we surrendered all that space after we scored after we went 2-0 up see so we need can you know can williams continue missing all those games i don't know if you want to, if you well, want to go on, forward Lee's, Lee's miss is bad mark Oh yeah, well yeah, it's, yeah. Well, he's missed. What's it? He's missed. God, he's, he's missed played, about. He's, he's missed about 20. eighteen games as well, didn't he? Well, he's played twenty games before yesterday. He's played twenty games this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we we. I think we need two or three midfielders. I, th- I think we need about five or six, five or six players because we well, need we need a couple of def- couple of central yeah. defenders. We're looking at a left back. We're looking at a left back anyway. I mean, the central defender thing is a priority because we're going to miss Atkinson for at least a couple of months, for a couple of months of the season. The good thing is we'll get Eamon Benarus back. Hopefully Eamon, uh, you know, he's young and, and uh, he'll get over his, uh, his that awful ACL again and his right, in his right knee. Uh, and he'll be backfiring uh, and ready to play uh, in August. But I look, I mean, if, if Derby don't go up, I think maybe Jason Knight would be available. But um, hopefully we got, I'm sure we got a European scouting network to see if we can pick up bargains over there. I mean, you can pick up players. I mean, look, look at the likes of Piro at Swansea and he cost them about a million or two. Gustavo Hamer, I mentioned him before. Coventry picked him up from, from Eredivisie one or two. Um, for, for and there's a lad that Millwall have picked up as well, who I asked, couldn't remember his name. Is that Vogel's Hammer? Maybe, yeah. He, a German, a German player. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you know, you can do. I mean, sure, sure, we got a scout scouting network. So we got we we can't just look at League One or two players. And if, I mean, if you buy, if you get those players, you're not going to say are they better than the ones you got. They're going to say they're showing promise and they're they're punching upwards. But we know, well, do we then, end up, we then two, end up having quantity, yeah. not quality? All right, possibly. It's, we, they, it's the fit. The fitness has been an issue with with George Tanner and Kane Wilson, and unless Kane Wilson gets some minutes before the end of the season, I mean, is he is he more seen more as a wing back who suffered in the change of formation because uh, Pearson doesn't see him as a natural right back? Could he play further forward in that in that three? Well, that's it. And we've, a, and we've forgotten. We've forgotten Sykes. We've forgotten Sykes. Well, yeah, of course. Well. well, he's. I mean, Sykes is Sykes is in discipline. Is spoiled this season. I mean, he got sent off yeah. for kicking out. But if you look at the numbers, if you look at pure yeah. numbers, and I agree with Ian, I think it's wishful thinking on Brian Tinian's part that we can get away with just signing four players in the summer. But if you no. look at the striking, the offensive part of our game, I mean, you've got Sykes. Wyman, Vells, with a V. Sykes, Wyman, Wells, Cornick, Bell, Mametti, Conway, and Benarus. All of that little group, some of them are out and out strikers, and some of them can drop back and make up a three, right? We got numbers there. Oh, and it's they're all, in, in they're the, all, but you're throwing wide players in there as well. I mean, Sykes is a wide player. Benarus can come in and play. Anywhere along that three, on the striker, but he likes mm. to play on the right hand side of it where Sykes plays. But he'll effectively, if he can get fit, he'll take Alex Scott's place. And I'll, here you are, I'll, I'll say something else controversial now. Over, if he plays as many games as Scott does or has in a season, he will get more goals and more assists than Alex Scott. Who's this? Eamon Benarus. Oh, God, yeah, because we haven't seen... Yeah, no, I, I, you're but, absolutely but you've right. Got, you've got to differentiate the wide players from strikers. I mean, okay. Metti, yeah. Stokes yeah. Are, are, are wide players. And, and and then I think Cornick was better in that seven role than he was as a nine or a ten. But he still needs to put on a stone of muscle and a, a, a yard of pace for me. But he, he did have a, a good game yesterday. So yeah. let's say when he is really up to speed. All right. It's going to be really useful. All right. Well, look, we can continue this conversation. I've got one more, got... Got one more thing to say. Go on, um, very quickly. Yesterday, uh, we had some members of our Scandinavian, uh, well, it was a Swedish branch of the Supporters Club. We <laughs> took two of them, actually. Leo Dolf from Norway. Uh, Ian's met him before. Big, big mane of big, big mane of hair. Really jovial guy. And both from Sweden. And Neil Palmer from the from the former Players Association. Let me introduce him to the likes of Tom Ritchie, Jerry Sweeney, Speedy Drysdale. Really? Uh, we're, we're there yesterday. David Rogers and uh, Trevor Tainton. So you know they had they uh, put a big smile on their faces. So a good end to the weekend. Very a very oh, happy. Fantastic. Easter. 
Excellent. Well, look, that's good. Guys, as I say, apologies for cutting it a bit short. Thanks to everybody who's been uh, listening this morning. It's an interesting time coming up. I mean, two tough away games to come now, followed by Rotherham, Burnley, and then uh, final day of the season away That could be a big drama, couldn't it? That could be interesting. It could. uh, And I see Chris Martin scored for QPR, but, you know, and Ian was saying earlier about does he give Harvey Wiles, Richards a a game between now and the end of the season. I think they're all quite big games in their own yeah, way. The only I one he might give it. him a the only one he might give him a run out is against Rotherham, but City will be looking for that sixty point mark to possibly get in the top half of the table, which because we've had a good Easter uh makes it viable uh situation to be in. Uh guys, look, we'll be back on uh, Saturday. We'll record the uh Watford review at six o'clock Saturday evening for those who want to uh, listen live. But uh we all got to get back to work, or some of us have. So, uh, thanks for listening and have a good day, everybody. All the best. Cheers, thanks. Bye bye. God bless everyone. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. I heard a robin this morning. I'm feeling happy today. Going to put my cares in a whistle, blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Red Red Robin's out, bob, 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 and along. Red, red robin come bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.